thank you for tuning in to Ignite My Heart with me, your host, Emmanuel Sargent. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works? Can that faith save him? But Lord, we pray a blessing over this word. May it come forth in your power. So God is demonstrating what you do with the seed. Enter into the hearts of man with faith. Do something with what he's given you. That your faith will be put into actions. That you won't think that it's too small to do anything with. That you won't think, God, somebody else is going to use it. So I'm just going to bury my faith. But that you will realize that anytime you respond to that little faith that comes into you and says, let that person pass, forgive them. Call that person, invite them to church. Go be a friend to them. Give that person a blessing. Spend time with them. Anytime you respond to that seed, God says it will multiply your harvest. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. I just want you to know that you are listening to part one of Time to Invest. Yes, Time to Invest. I think this is going to be a wonderful message for you. Why? Because God has invested so much into you. When we begin to realize that, we can't help but to invest in his kingdom. Strap up, put your headphones on, drive your car, wherever you may be. Be safe, of course, but may this message bless you tremendously. Today is your greatest time to invest your life, your heart, your passion into God. How many of you know that today? How many of you know it here, right now? Be honest, in your mind you know it. Because we have all these things in our life that tells us, you know what, yeah, that's good, but um, I just kind of am right now in my life. And it's because you don't truly understand, not as a bad thing, but don't understand that God isn't looking at everything that you've done wrong, but he's saying, I have a door wide open for you right now. Right now, the door is wide open for you. And now I believe God is saying, into my kingdom, invest. Because there's greatness that's getting ready to happen. How many of you, if you knew there was going to be greatness, you would be running with investment, right? If you knew that Tom's land had oil, how many of you would try to buy it out from him? <laughs> and then get a mistake for it after you tell him what just happened. <laughs> how many of you would be running with your investment if you just really knew? JT, if you knew that you could go talk to these five people and all of them would say, build my house. Would you be there? You would put your own gas into it. You'd put your own resources to get there. You'd do whatever you had to do. You might even leave your bride for one night just to go travel to get that client, right? And I bet your bride would say, go get the money, honey. Because Lord knows. <laughs> I'm ready for another baby. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, it's a prophetic. Right? JT, would you not be gone? You'd be gone. So how can we invest in the kingdom unless we come to the understanding that the harvest is ripe? That means any seed that you put out into the earth with who God and what God has placed in you, it's going to harvest. It's going to grow. It's going to prosper because now is the time to invest. Now let's just take a moment and say, what does investment mean? Investment, number one, I'm going to share the definitions for you guys, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, basically summarize what those definitions are as my points today, okay? 
I like to do that. Sometimes that's what God speaks to me in different words and meanings. Okay, so investment. Number one, the definition for investment is the action or process of investing money for profit. Number two, a thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future. Mark that down. Number three, an act of devoting time, effort, or energy. See, y'all... You guys getting that right now, that that's not money. That's a whole nother category of investment. Time, energy, and devotion. It's good, right? Okay, so an act of devoting time, effort, or energy to a particular task. Not anything, but a particular task with the expectation of a worthwhile result. That's the definition, man. That's a long one, right? Okay, so today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize these into three different ones. The first thing I'm going to summarize for you is point one, invest for profit. Or you can say gain, right? Because what does profit mean? Say it out loud. It's a gain, right? A gain is the difference between what you've earned and the amount you've spent. So if I want to go to work, like I said with JT, I'm just giving a brief. Y'all might already know this, but... It's like JT going to go get that job from five people to build his homes, and he, he, he earned something back for building the homes, but he also spent money trying to get gas, getting supplies, and what that means is over that, he's going to get a gain. So that's a profit, okay, in, in small terms. I'm sure Jeffrey could do a good job of that, sharing that too. Um, but that's just a little example in simple man's terms Basically, a gain is something beyond what you've earned and spent. Amen. So we're going to get into point number one. Touch your neighbor and say, invest for gain. Uh, there's only five people in here. Let's go again. Invest for gain. All right, now speak it over them. Invest for gain. All right, I almost, I almost called Gordon up here, but I'm just, I'm not going. I was going to make him lead the choir. Invest for game. Listen, guys, um, I'm really excited because investing for gain is to live for something more than yourself. Okay? And I'm going to read some scriptures that God gave me. Let's get right into this. Go to John 3.16. I'm sure some of you may not know that. John 3.16. Why don't you read it out loud with me or if you, if you remember it, Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Okay, so we see here that God gave, right? Somebody tell me this. It says that the Lord showed me your investment will always require giving. True investment will always require giving. When God wanted to touch the world and he wanted to reach his world, what did he do? He gave. I know this is 101, right? He gave. And listen, you can tell how much a person is invested by what they give, not just what they say. So that's why we can come here and we're here or in your world and you can say all the things you want. God, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm, I'm going to bring up Tommy again. Because Tommy said this to me a long time ago, and I'll always say it. 
I'm all fired up, and he's like, you know, Manny, that's great. I'm doing concerts. I'm doing all these cool things around Thomasville and different cities. And, and the last thing he says to me before I leave Thomasville, kind of, it isn't, hey, you're going to do amazing. Well, he probably did say that. But he said, you know what, Manny? And I'm all on cloud nine. That's why I'm jumping like this, because this is how I felt all the time. <laughs> I didn't know how to sit down. I'm all excited. You know, when you're just young and, woo, you don't know anything. All you know is what you feel. And so I'm up there sharing what I'm feeling with Tommy. I'm saying, Tommy, you got to ordain me before I leave Thomasville. You got to sanctify my spirit because I'm going to the world, Tommy. And Tommy goes, Manny, so he's still. I just want to see where you're going to be at in three years. <laughs> wow, Tommy. <laughs> I was really expecting that after my wedding, man. Thank you so much, God. You just encouraged me so much. But listen, what he was saying is, you know, I want to see, you know, what you're invested in by what you do and not what you're saying. I want to see because true investment is about what you do. It's not about how much you say. That's why we can tell everybody in the church, oh, get all fired up. Oh, we're so excited. But when it comes to down to really doing something, where's people at? I'm not saying you guys don't get weird on me. <laughs> Um, but what I'm saying is, is that's how you can tell. And so often we're drawn to people who have a really good speaking game. But God is saying, right now is a time to invest. And it's not going to be by what you say, but what you do and what you live for my kingdom here. There's coming a time where it's no longer going to be a generation that just cares to grab a microphone and declare it, but a people who just long to live it, who say, God, I don't need a microphone. I don't need a platform unless you give it to me. It's not about where I'm preaching at, God, but it's about where I'm living at. Because I desire to live from a place of investment more than I speak of it, God. I desire to display it more than I say it. Tell that to your neighbor. Say, it's time to display it more than you say it. And then look to your neighbor and say, Jesus did more than he said. Oh, that's good, right? I'll take it. You know, I get, I get ragged on a lot sometimes. I get, I get tunnel vision, you know? And I'm just like, focused. People right here, y'all probably think I'm tense. I get that. It's okay. I am tense. But I love it because it's who I am. And I'm focused on what God has called me to do. How many of you know you got to get to that place in your life where it's not about anything else but what he's called you to do? God, I'm invested. I'm invested because if I look to my right, I'm going to get distracted. If I look to my left, I'm going to get pulled to something else. I'm invested in every moment of the hour to do what you've called me to do, and that is to display it more than I say it. And if nobody here, the whole church could be saying it, but God just help me to just display it. Help me to live a life that displays it more than I say it, God, because I want to be invested Lord God, the way you were invested in me. Amen. And why is that so important? It's because God works in seasons of focused obedience more than random abundance. How I many you know God can give you a, an, an abundance of dreams and an abundance of vision and an abundance of purpose in your life? <laughs> that messed me up big time. I'm like, oh, why'd you do that? Well, he wanted to teach me something. 
He wanted to teach me that I begin to chase the abundance of what he had placed in my life, the abundance of the dreams that he had given me. But God said, listen, son, I want you to just live in focused devotion to me, focused obedience, and let me bring the increase of abundance. Right? You get what I'm saying? And so I would chase abundance. God, you got all these dreams. How am I going to do it? I better go rap Monday. I better be a husband on Tuesday. And on Wednesday, I better go help serve the church. And on Thursday, I got to go paint. And on Friday, I better get my paycheck and pay bills. And on Saturday, I have no time to sleep because I'm devoted. And then on Sunday, I have to go to church. And then on Monday, I do it again, right? <laughs> you just begin to chase the abundance because God, I have to do it. But God's saying, just give me some focused obedience. Just, just get your lens and focus on something. And don't worry about everything else. You know, how many of you know with a camera, when you focus in, everything else becomes to be blurred in the back? Come on, somebody. And God is saying, just, I want you to just fix your lens in this season. I want you to just turn the knob, and I want everything to be blurred, but don't be afraid. Don't think it's forgotten. It's just not the focus. <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean it's not even in the same room. If I'm focused in on Willie, you all are still here, right? But I'm focused. And God was focused when he came. And when he came to the earth, there were many things that he could have got sidetracked with, right? But he was invested to gain something. He knew that his time devoted and focused in for to save people was going to bring an increase greater than just himself. Greater than just bringing one soul into the kingdom. He said, I have to get focused into my investment because I'm investing to gain, not to just have an even breakout. And so listen, touch your neighbor and tell him your investment. Okay, we're down to two. Woo. Your investment will always open up a door. Kind of like what Tara said, an opportunity. Listen, let's go back to the word because I want to show you how the Lord has been doing this for our lives and still is. Through God's giving, a door was opened that once was shut to eternity. See, it says that whoever believes in him shall not perish. That word perish means suffer death, suffer complete ruin or destruction. So if you believe in me, you will not suffer death, you will not suffer complete ruin or destruction, but you will have everlasting life. That's not an even match. That is a gain. That is beyond. He didn't say, you know what, Jeffrey, I'm going to die, and I'm going to give you just an extra five years to live. You better plan for that five years. Tommy, I'm going to give you four. Right? He didn't say, I'm going to die, and I'm just, actually, I'm going to let you just live your life until you die out. I'm not going to take you out. What did he say? He said that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. There was an abundance that would come through his focused obedience, through him investing his life for people. You got to understand, guys, that God, when he came, he invested his whole life, literally. 
in return that everyone could have eternal life. He lived for 33 years around the area so you could have eternity. Wow, what an increase of profit there. Not only that, that you could have a mansion in heaven, that you could walk on streets of gold, right? That you could have fellowship with the Father. The list goes on. Look at the gain that came from his 33 years of investment. But he was focused. He set his eyes like flint and he said, God, there's nothing I'm going to but the cross. Today, there's something that God has called you to invest in, and now is the time. And guess what? It's not into things, it's into people. Because, you see, things can benefit people's missions, but people can never benefit things. Does that make sense? Meaning, God didn't create people to serve things. He created things to serve people. And so you have to ask yourself, when God came to the earth, he came to invest in people. He came because he believed if I give myself for these 33 years, if I stay holy, if I stay pure, Lord God, they're going to gain something and it's going to be relationship. It's going to be kingdom. It's going to be blessings. So when you're getting ready to invest, ask yourself, am I more invested in things or am I really invested in people? Am I more invested in the money I make in my business or am I more invested in the people that you brought into my business? It is the people that God is longing and crying out for. And now's the time to invest. So because God loved, he gave. And because of his giving, anyone who believed his son inherited eternal life. Man, what a return. Just believe and you have eternal life. That's, that's not just a 50 return. That's a hundredfold beyond. That's, I don't even know how far it can go. But it was great. Right? Amen. And the Lord showed me, if you want a seasonal harvest, then give in season. But if you want an everlasting blessing, then give out of love. You see, what Jesus came, we can say, meaning a seasonal harvest is when you know you need something and you sow. Anybody ever done that? God, I need something, so then I'm going to do. That's not bad. That's a good practice. But God wants that to develop from a place of seasonal harvest to everlasting blessings. Jesus said, uh, he said, that you will not perish but have everlasting life. But he said that for God so loved the world, so he gave out of love. His investment was out of love, which produced an everlasting blessing. So are we giving from a place of season and harvest? We say, God, I'm giving something of my life because I need this right now. Or are we saying, God, I'm giving from a place of love because it's going to bring an eternal blessing to these people and to my life. Amen. Let's keep moving forward. Touch your neighbor and say, wake up. Hey, you guys even did your pitch and everything. Now listen, I want to make this clear. God had a desire when he gave, when he invested his son. Amen. I mean, man, I can't even imagine investing my son. Could you look in this church? I'm going to make it really awkward. Ready? Look at this church and say, would you give your son for everybody in here? 
Would you risk them believing in him and send them? Would you risk him maybe getting offended and throwing it all away? When you look at your neighbor, your hubby, your sissy, right? That's pretty tough, right? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, woo. I don't know if I could do it, but God did. You want to know why? Listen to this. God had a desire, and his desire was not to just gain worshipers. His desire of giving his son was not to gain tithes so he could pay the rent in heaven. The bill is due. The light bill is due. We better send Jesus so we can get tithes. He didn't send them to find more people to do something. He invested the one who he was in communion with. The one who he had true fellowship with. The one who he had true intimacy with. He gave that to get that hundredfold. What? Relationship. Intimacy. He gave that seed of intimacy, which was his son. He gave his love to get love. To gain relationship, to gain communion with people. Does that make sense, everyone? So ask yourself even this question based on what even God the Father did for us. Is what are we investing in? What is, what is it that we're trying to gain? Are you just giving and not even realizing that there's something that God wants to bring back into your life? There's something that he wants you to reap. There's something that the kingdom of God is going to receive in heaven when you invest. But is it more about things or is it more about people? Is it more about what you get or is it more about what you can give? Because now is the time to invest. Now is the greatest time to invest. It's saying, God... I'm going to give my life, Lord Father, so that others can have relationship with you, God. I want to be invested in what you have been. My prayer the last couple months have been, God, give me a true heart for people. Have you prayed that before? And guess what? I'm not talking about people in the world. I'm talking about you all. Because y'all are my world right now. Right, Tom? This is my world. I can dream about everything out there, that abundance. But God's saying, just focus in. On Tom, on this guy, on this guy. See, it's easy to dream about loving those out there, but what about your neighbor right here? And I've been saying, God, teach me to be so invested in these couple right here that I don't even see that rapping on Monday. I don't see that husband on Tuesday. I don't see all that stuff. I'm just focused on right who's right before me right now. I'm completely invested in you, man. When I see you at the parking lot, I'm completely invested in you, God. Thank you you brought him before my face. Thank you. Because that's what Jesus did. He didn't come to build his kingdom. He didn't come to reign. He didn't come to build all these things. Thank God he came for us. He was so focused and saying, you know what? I'm going to give everything so I can gain an everlasting relationship. Do you want a momentary harvest or do you want an everlasting harvest? You have to ask yourselves that. 
It's so easy to desire a momentary harvest, but we want to get our hearts like you, God, and say, God, I want to be more focused on an eternal harvest than a temporal harvest. Right? So Jesus released his momentary harvest because he could have set up a whole kingdom. How many of you know that? He could have built his kingdom, and he could have had a moment of glory for maybe 100 years. But he gave it all down because eternity was worth more than a temporal harvest. Don't be afraid. God's not going to forfeit your dreams. He's not going to let them go. He's given you those. But he's saying, would you just join me in a time of focused obedience? And I will bring the increase of your abundance. I know when to zoom out and allow you to see it. But then I zoom it back in, right? How many of you know that? It's cool. You get excited. It's like a wedding when you take photography. You see everybody. You're excited for that family group picture. But you got to start just right where you are with the bride and the groom. (laughs) Everything else is irrelevant. The bride and the groom is what makes it important. And that's your relationship with God. That's your moment where you say, God, it's that person in front of me. They are my bride and groom. So here goes, last scripture on here. It says in 2 Corinthians 8, it says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, so that you by his poverty might become rich. It's an investment. I'm willing to be poor. (laughs) I'm willing to leave this amazing kingdom and become nothing so that in my poverty, you can become rich. Not just financially, that's not what he's talking about. Rich in heart, rich in spirit, rich in wholeness. Isaiah 53 says, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging, we are healed. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of all of us to fall on him. What is he saying? All you hear is the investment, the return. He said, I'm going to give Jesus to do all these things so in return you can be healed. So in return you can be whole. So in return you can be rich. So in return you can have wholeness. So in return you can have this. Now we say, God, what am I invested in? I want to be invested like that, God. I want to be invested because you've already given and you've already done all of these things. And I want to join you. Amen. Well, that's it for today. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to Ignite My Heart. We hope that it was a blessing and encouragement and empowering to your life. Until next time, stay burning.